thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damian Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And guys, we've uh, had a massive success at the Wellness Summit. It was great to see you guys uh, all together and uh, just having this massive impact with all everybody there at the Wellness Summit. One of the keys. How is that? Uh, it's 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 great to see all of our fans and <laughs> listeners and yeah instead of just being on it's on Skype and yeah it's exactly we only get see you boys in the flesh <laughs> we don't uh, see each other very often which is kind of weird even though we talk every single week um it, it is was nice to see you wearing shoes too but it was unreal and <laughs> I, I was, it was excellent I was wrapped I just didn't think you were going to wear it but you did so I was thank you. <laughs> I think all our fans just got a bit excited about seeing Damon Chris stuff in the flesh, but he was wearing clothes. It wasn't so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, that was really good. It was great. Uh, awesome event. Well done, boys. We pulled up another great one, and um, we're looking forward to next year's too. Yeah, you know, one of the key things that uh, I got away from this is that uh, a lot of people are excited about health and wellness, and there's a lot of um, people who are just really focused on their, you know, health and well-being, just not for themselves, but also for their families. And one of the key things that I get asked a lot um, that people get stuck on, you know, we had a sort of like, you know, after talking to some of the, the participants uh, at the summit, is that they don't know what to do next. Yeah, they hear and listen to our, our you know, great information. I mean, two days full of just massive information. There was all practical advice they're given to as well like specific advice but sometimes people don't see it because they whenever you hear something really amazing what ends up happening is that they we put up excuses right automatically it's just a natural defense mechanism like oh i can't do that because of blank and you can fill in whatever it is and typically that blank is usually i don't know what to do next so we thought we'd dedicate this whole entire podcast on what to make this so simple right as brett has mentioned make it so simple that even he can cook it all right so um let's talk about food and how to make our normal day-to-day life um so simple that it's it you can just do anybody can do it and you just have to have grab some key ingredients and then we'll just make it how does how's that sound with you boys perfect perfect that some good ideas for you Okay, excellent. Now, Brett, you do realize that not all of us can shoot a bow and arrow, so you know, killing a kangaroo and you know, claws might not be an option. So I'll keep it. <laughs> all right. So who wants to start off first? Let's give it up to Damien. Damien, you got some. You know, you're the uh, the magician here regards to food, and I've been to your house many times and to, to eat your amazing food. And uh, so, tell us what would be something simple that we can all do to start off. Let's start with breakfast. Cool. Other than forage, of course. I mean, you can yeah, other than forage, everyone knows that's easy to do, right? So, um, and you don't have to have forage every single day. So, and I don't necessarily say that. So, you could. I, I love having poached eggs, and I'll I'll tell you how I make my poached eggs after Lawrence has told you how he makes his poached eggs. But one of the greatest things I love, and obviously, if you're at the summit over the weekend, you would you would know how much we love our thermomixes. Um, I make a thermomix um, smoothie. Um, quite often, in fact, this morning, I made a thermomix smoothie. And so I uh, got a big bunch of almonds, like a massive big grab of uh, fresh raw almonds, chucked into my thermomix, whacked it onto speed 10 for five seconds. That blitzed it all into like a, a very fine powder. Um, from that, I put in a couple of scoops of a, um, a pure whey protein isolate, uh, which I like to, to just use to bump up the protein value. Sometimes use a pea protein isolate. But I prefer to use the whey protein isolate because of the, you know, the, the many health benefits that you can also get from whey protein. So I, I do that. 
Um, sometimes I put in a couple of uh, raw eggs. I didn't do that this morning because we had no eggs. Um, so no eggs this morning. But I then put in a massive big grab of spinach, just raw spinach, um, and that almost filled the whole thing. I put in there some uh, fresh blueberries, some frozen banana, uh, just to keep that sweet so that it's not um, unpalatable for Jackson. And then I put in a couple of scoops, like big scoops of superfoods, like dry superfoods. Um, I use one by Teresa Cutter, and uh, and it's beautiful. Uh, she's called the Healthy Chef, and, and this is a, a beautiful superfood blend of, of powdered or powdered blend. Um, you could use something like super greens or vital greens, um, and that would equally be um, as supportive. That's another way to get B vitamins into your body, um, plant-based iron into your body, zinc and magnesium, and all those sorts of minerals and nutrients that your body actually requires. So I put that in there, and then I add about 500 mils of coconut water um, and, uh, and, and six ice cubes. And then I blitz it for about a minute and a half on nine, speed nine, maybe it's speed nine, yeah, right at the top, and, uh, and so for 90 seconds. And then once that's done, we're good to go, and we've, I've got this beautiful smoothie, nutrient-packed, nutrient-dense, full of protein, full of fat, full of carbohydrate that my body's going to survive and thrive on. So I had it this morning at 5.45. It's now 12.42 and I'm not hungry. I still feel great. Um, I feel like my body has still got nourishment. Um, I've just had you know water in the morning and I feel sharp as, you know, sharp as a tank. So that's a great thing to do. Do you guys mm. like that one? Yeah, you know, personally, I, I could love that one. I've done many different versions of it. And I think the key thing for with doing smoothies, I think it's a trial and error. You know, that's the most, most people want specific people who are like my wife who needs like specific, you, like that would kill her. <laughs> so I'll tell you now, she would just oh, really? go, Cause it wasn't specific yeah, because she'll be like, yeah. yeah, but what's a handful of spinach? Like how, how much? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how big is the grab or how many, you know, a couple of tablespoons, is it measured tablespoon? Like for so people like my wife who needs like specific information, that's gonna be hard. And for those of us who are, um, you know, in the experiment phase, I think it's just dump whatever you put in there and just taste it. And I like the, the frozen, I used to use frozen bananas for the reason that for the kids as well, because that frozen banana just has a sweetness, but I also got that by freezing it uh, overnight or, you know, you know, just having it ready to go, it just creates that texture, you know, that little bit of thickness into that smoothie. And I um, mean, instead of making it running, it, ma- it makes it really nice. And I love the combinations of veggies and also some fruit in there too, as well. Um, that mixes it up. That almond at the beginning, what happens if someone doesn't have a thermal mix? You know, what are your recommendations on that? Use almond meal. Usually get almond meal, but we just, because we make all our own flours and all of our nut meals and all that sort of stuff from just the raw ingredients. So, say for example, I want to make some rice flour. I just chuck rice into the thermomix, whiz it, bang, I've got rice flour, already done. Mm. Um, oh, beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had that for a little while, have I? It's <laughs> um, So I, we just make all of our own stuff. So, but you could, in fact, if you chose to, you could just go and buy some you know, armor meal or some macadamia meal or, or, or what other nut meal that you want to, to whack in there. Well, you could even just go and buy almond milk, you know, and try and find one that doesn't have added sugar in it. That's mm. always a good idea. But you could just go and find some almond milk, or if you're just doing it in your regular blender, um, if you don't mind the grittiness, then you just put the nuts in there and soak them and blend it away, and it, it can be a little bit gritty, and I actually don't mind that. Yeah. Or you can use a strainer. So you can get strainers that you can use. You can either buy them from sort of the, the health food shop, and they're quite expensive, or you can actually even just go to the hardware store and get paint strainers and use those. It does the exact same job, but all way cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or you oh. can just call up into your blind and get them to, you know, send a, a flywire screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Brad, I thought Brad was going to... I thought Brad was going to use, like, just pull out your sock drawer and just grab the sock and... Uh... <laughs> Don't worry about a hazel and cloth. Um, Danny's still a great job. Yeah. <laughs> well, can I just go into the specific thing? So... The whey protein isolate, it has to be a whey protein isolate because I don't do lactose and I don't like a lot of casein in my diet, right? So I, uh, I just do the isolate. So it's, I use three scoops, um, and they will be tablespoon size scoops. And, uh, and I, I have them heaped because I, I like to spread that protein. It's going to be a scoop per person. So one for Amber, one for Jack, and one for me. Um, with the superfood mix, it's two heaped dessert spoons or soup spoons is about the same, two heaped ones. And so, Karen, just big heaps. doesn't matter how tall the heap is, whatever it is, just it's heaped. Um, and then I did say 500 mils of coconut water. Now, you can add more coconut water to make it a little bit thinner, a little bit runnier um, if, if it's too thick for the kids. Uh, I love a really thick smoothie. So, uh, you know, I'm more likely to put less in than more in for me, but for Jackson, he likes to really get it down, not have to worry too much about it. And he doesn't like to eat for a long time. He likes to get it in just and get back on with life. So if he can just, you know, get it down quickly, he's pretty happy with that. Um, from the different, can I just say something about that almond milk thing there, by the way? Most almond milks are about 3% almond and the rest water. It's like rice milk. Um, some of them can be up to 30% almond and then the rest is water. But the thing I love about putting in around about 150 to 200 grams, it's actually, it's probably about 250 to 300 grams by the, and I will measure it actually. Um, so that I can, I can tell you. In fact, I'm going to mute myself shortly and I'm going to go measure exactly how much I put in there. But I, um, I like to get the whole almond in there. So not just, you know, the, not just part of it. I want the whole almond in there because it's all beneficial for us. And I know that you, firmly agree with this in that the whole food is better than just part of the food mm. and i agree with Brett too as well like you know brett you mentioned that you soaked your almonds then you know overnight yeah, and, and just and that's great yeah. I and mean, i used to do that a lot you know soak yeah. the almonds and then have it ready to go um for the that's next day as well yeah. yeah so brett you know what are some of your alternatives for breakfast i mean what, what would you do would you do a variation of that or completely different i do do lots of variations of that different smoothies and those sort of things are a good way to go um, my absolute favourite at the moment, and uh, I actually got this recipe from my mum, so she'll be listening to this. So thanks, mum. This one's a great one. And it's actually pancakes. People go, oh, hang on, isn't he paleo? Pancakes. But these are the simplest, easiest pancakes, and they actually taste fantastic. So very, very simple recipe. It is one banana, two eggs, uh, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of cinnamon, and you blend it up. So about a teaspoon of vanilla, about a teaspoon of cinnamon, and you just blend it up. Get it nice and bubbly, so you really give it a really good blend, and that is your pancake mix. The way you go pour it in, cook them, and they actually taste amazing, like really, really good pancakes. Wow. Cool. And it's the easiest recipe. Kids absolutely love it, go mental for it. I might put some coconut milk on there. I might put a little bit of um, maple syrup on there, which the kids are obviously pretty excited about. And uh, and that's an awesome pancake that is just 
like seriously like a two minute recipe. So mm. quick, so easy, tastes delicious. It's got to be that one. Go with the kids. Learn. It's got to be Canadian maple syrup, right? So I mean, that's the, the bad. <laughs> so. only, only the good stuff, Lawrence. That's right. You can't get any other maple syrup, can you? I'm not actually sure. <laughs> I've only get Canadian. So um, so let's uh, let's. No else grows maple but you can get like the maple flavored stuff. So yeah, it's like maple flavored. It's not maple syrup. That's, <laughs> that's right. The difference. So make sure it actually is maple syrup. Um. So you you said two eggs. Banana? Two eggs, one banana, one teaspoon of cinnamon, one teaspoon of vanilla. Done. Oh, beautiful. That's so easy, isn't it? That's it's cool. so easy, and it actually tastes amazing. Like, actually, even my dad, like, every time I tell dad I've got a recipe for him, he just rolls his eyes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, here's another weird-ass healthy thing. You know, what's Brett going to try and force down my go at this time? And he is he's always been a bit of a, a pancake connoisseur. In fact, he makes very, very good pancakes and always has. And he actually said, wow, this is actually better than the regular pancakes we have. And mm. I, 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 you had to pick me up on the floor. I was just like, what? Dad, that was amazing. So they're pretty good. Mm. That's good. Hey, I measured my almonds. Hey, there you go. 150 grams. I went Happy birthday, right? Yeah. Well, they're just almond size. <laughs> so some would say that's about right. But uh, that's, uh, they were just almonds. And so I weighed them. Um, I used 145 grams this morning. That was my grab. So um, I would say 145 to 150 grams would be that spot on. <laughs> All right. Just make sure we don't go over 150. There All right, you go, perfect. Karen, especially for you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about this, guys, is that, um, it, is that you know, we're getting specific, but it's also about making it very, very simple and easy because we all know that we, we all have kids and we get, you know, we're really busy in the morning. And um, it's about trying to make things simple and we don't want to try to make it complicated. We don't have to be master chefs um, to be, to be able to make a healthy breakfast. And I think one of the, yeah, one of the key <laughs> things I think is, is as well as to, simplify your life by not having too many choices you know like for me it's about you know for me i eat forage and um you know because it's simple and i don't have to think about it it's like we already make about two thousand you know different decisions in a day let's try to keep it um you know to oh oh hell yeah for sure yeah tons tons i don't know <laughs> or oh, whatever it is you can see it you can hear the thermal mix going off now see karen's already delegate making your that's right only two thousand left um but i mean the thing is that the more choices you have to make throughout the day it the harder it actually gets and you get really really tired um or make decisions and then you just make the wrong choices by dinner time so i think if you keep things simple if you keep um your choices where you you can just sort of come down goes i'm gonna make is it going to be this or this? And it's all done and it moves forward. So this is why I think it's so important to do this podcast. So let's move to, uh, let's do snacks if, or even like just throughout the day. And then we can get to lunch after that. So what do you, what do you, what do you guys have for snacks on a regular basis? Or even, do you even snack at all? I don't snack. No. Um, I very rarely have a snack. There's a number of reasons why I don't. One, I don't generally feel the need to have to go and eat extra calories. Like I, and it's not even just a calorie thing. I just, you know, I think that having food with big spaces between them challenges your body enough that, you know, you're continually in a state of, you know, growth and challenge and your body is not, it doesn't really require that much fuel. Um, I suppose if I was in a, if I was trying to bulk up and get massive, then I'd probably want to increase my calorie intake and probably have six meals a day. But given I want to just maintain my weight around about my 75 mark, I'm pretty happy not having to eat so I don't snack but if I was to snack if I was to snack and that's very rare um, 
it would probably be some nuts and seeds. Uh, if I was to do a naughty stack, uh, I might get some, I don't know, rice rice cakes or something, whack some um, avocado on there and maybe some salt and pepper, but that's very rare. Hmm. Yourself, Brett? Yeah, pretty simple most of the time. Like My snacks will be like a piece of fruit. My snacks might be, one of my favourites is just an avocado. I just grab an avocado, grab a spoon, away you go. That's a really good snack. Uh, I might just have a boiled egg sometimes. Um, one of the recipes that I do do sometimes that the kids love is a really simple one, and it's just nut bars. Once again, very simple, easy recipes. You're getting a theme here from me. But this one is literally just one part uh, dried fruit. So you just sort of soak that in some water to rehydrate it a bit. To one part nuts, whatever nuts you want, almonds, you know, hazelnuts, whatever you're putting in there. And you blend the two together and you roll it out into just a, a little tray. I put it in the oven at 150 for about 10 minutes just so it forms a little bit of a crust across the top, which just helps to seal them together and stop them from sticking together once you put them into a jar or whatever you put them into. And that's a really simple snack, just some little nut bars that the kids love, just an easy one. Obviously, you can't chuck that one into the lunch boxes most of the time for school, unfortunately. But when they're not at school, that's a super easy snack that yeah. the kids love. Sounds, that sounds amazing, Brad. Um, what do you do, LC? What are you for snacks? It's funny. It's just uh, as we were, you were speaking, Brett, uh, Karen just literally came in with a, <laughs> a smoothie <laughs> from the thermal mix. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, oftentimes uh, I think nuts and seeds is, is usually the, the go-to thing if I am going to snack. Um, I don't snack that much either. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it might be, uh, I don't even know what you call those, uh, I guess like those um, the balls that you would make with dates and, and nuts. Um you know, I, I call them maze, bl- uh, maze no. balls or bl- maze uh, bliss balls, balls or something balls. like that. Yeah, those type of things. Um, if I'm going to snack, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're we're, we're spot on. Where if you eat a really nutritious breakfast and nutritious lunch, you don't typically snack because there's no need to uh, because it actually gets you through the day. And so let's talk about lunch. I mean, what are what is your typical lunches that you would you know if you were at home to be able to make it? Uh, what were some of the lunches that you would have, Brett? Oh, look, lunches are usually pretty simple for me. So it's probably like just a bit of a salad with some protein in it, so a bit of chicken, a bit of beef. It might be just some leftover meat. Um, it might be uh, a bit of a barbecue if I'm at home. I might put on a bit of meat on the barbecue and have you know some barbecue and some barbecue veggies and some capsicum and some um, you know eggplant, those sort of things. So just pretty simple. Like I, I do just keep it pretty simple for lunches. There's nothing too extraordinary there. Um, yeah, just the basics. Hmm. Demo, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Mine are also very simple. Um, generally, whether I'm out or I'm at home, it, it's pretty much the same sort of thing. Um, but same, same, but different. Like it's always you know, a different sort of blend of leaves and um, and salad items, for example. So if I'm at home, I might get some spinach leaves, some mescaline leaves, rocket out of the garden, um, even some mint, coriander, and um, some spring onion and or chives, and just I'll chop all that up and then stir that around. Um, generally then, I'll add to it, um, if I've got some fresh pomegranates, I'm thinking, you know, as we're getting closer to summer, this is what I'm going to be doing in summer and spring. I'll be probably crack over a pomegranate, um, shake some of the seeds in there. Um, I also love to use bocconcini. I really enjoy having bocconcini as a little cheese. Just I don't mind having a little bit of dairy from time to time, so I'll have a, a bit of bocconcini um, or some feta cheese, goat's feta cheese is what I prefer to use. And so I'll crumble that through, put some pine nuts in that, and then if I've got some um, quinoa, I might stir some quinoa through it. Um, and generally, if I've got lamb, I love lamb. I, I could eat lamb all day, but I don't. But I, I could eat lamb all day. Um, 
I'd put some lamb in there or some uh, some chicken. We often roast up a chicken or a leg of lamb on a Sunday so that Jackson's got some uh, some some protein to be able to put into his wraps that he takes to school. Um, and so I'll, I'll whack some of that into my salad. Um, and look, if I'm out, I'm always looking for the salad option. And generally, and at the moment, quinoa salads are big, right? So I can pretty much get a quinoa salad which has got you know, three or four or five different other vegetables in this particular mix with uh, some kind of protein. And if, <laughs> hopefully there's lamb. If there's not lamb, if it's a vegetarian king of salad, I'll ask for a couple of poached eggs on top. And, uh, and you know, we're good. That's, that's what I'd have. Mm. And same thing for me. Like, I pretty much do that type of salad. And I'd usually whack on those two poached eggs on on top of that, dressing with some uh, and some olive oil and a bit of sea salt. And it's just perfect. And you can put whatever seasoning on that. And it's just really, I mean, you can tell all of us are pretty, It's it seems simple. Um, but sometimes, you know, it looks beautiful. And But people think it's complicated. But it's, it's utilizing what's available. And typically, if you have some sort of veggie, um, you know, if you had some grilled veggies from the day before or some, um, you know, chicken barbecue or, you know, lamb or whatever it is you can just whack that on there usually if you make it a little bit more the night before you got some extra you know protein or meat that you can actually you know put into your salad and you can take that to work and make it in the morning or even just make it that the night before and it's ready to go so you don't have to worry about in the morning to kind of create some beautiful thing but if you work from home then it's a great way to just to toss it in it would take you five minutes to do that and um it's just it's just a great way to get some healthy breakfast that's kind of you know a mixture of everything that we need uh in our diet and that's definitely one of the things that I do, LT. Whenever I have a barbie, whenever I do a roast, whenever I'm cooking up meat like that, I generally try and buy twice as much as I need for that meal. So one one is to cook for that meal, and the other lot I just cook up at the same time. It then just goes into the fridge, and just you know you use it whenever you want for lunches and all those sort of things. So it's all it just makes it so much easier. You cook it all up at once, and you've just got it there ready to go for later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's always great. a good thing. Hey, LT, how do you make your passion? How do you do yours? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <Boche It's on. laughs> so while well, I've typically bought I bought some water obviously and um when it's boiling I put a little bit of uh, uh vinegar. Um how much? <laughs> I actually don't know. I just pour it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why slow down on ice. How do you boil water? <laughs> right. so what you do is you start a fire <laughs> and you light a match <laughs> that's right so it takes me a while to make process so i boil the water put some vinegar in it and um i basically swirl it around swirl the, the pot around so that the, the water is spinning and then i crack the two eggs in there as the water is spinning it actually you know keeps the eggs kind of keeping a nice consistent shape and um i just monitor that to until it's really nice and still Nice and right. I like my poachers really running still, and uh, so is perfection. So while it's that's doing, I do all everything else, and then I just put when it's ready, just pop it on top of my salad. Yeah, I'm sure you have. A, you're going to one up me by doing something fancy, and uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. How do you do your poached egg, DK? I still boil the water. Right? I bring the water to the boil. At that point, I'll pour the vinegar in, but I don't actually know how much vinegar I do, but I've visualized that the amount of vinegar that I've poured in there spins around the whole of the water back, and it just, so the vinegar's gone all the way through the water. Um, so maybe it's 50 mils or 60 mils, like, I might go measure it soon, Karen. I'll just you know what that. I do? What I do is I typically, to how much vinegar I usually use, when the water is boiling, I pour enough just where the, the boiling kind of just stops for a second. Yes, yeah, so the boiling stops. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hey, there you go. Did mum teach you that too? No, <laughs> I just <laughs> learned it somewhere. <laughs> My yeah. mom, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
brothers. So, uh, same deal, same deal. But I don't swirl the water because I've got to cook six eggs at a time like when I do my posting because I've got Jack and Amber I'm cooking the eggs for as well. So if I swirl it, all the eggs kind of just go in straight to the middle. So what's interesting about poached eggs is that each egg is one individual unit and the whites won't stick together provided they go in at separate times. So that that's a really interesting thing to know, right? The whites, because they're one unit, they won't blend unless you stir them in together like you would an omelette or a scrambled egg. So just dropping them into the water, they'll stay separate. So I, once it's off the boil because the vinegar is in there, I'll crack the egg, but get really close to the water and slowly drop it in there and hold it just above the water just for a second or two so that what ends up happening is that the the, the white at the base of the, that's touching the water straight up gets cooked first and it doesn't stick to the bottom. So then it will just sink to the bottom and uh, and then I'll do the next one and then the next one and the next one and I'll put them into different spaces. By the time I put six eggs in there, it's all back um, boiling again. I'll take it off the boil and just let it um, kind of you know, more of an aggressively simmer, not not boil. Um, and as the as the as the egg is ready to be taken out, it will float to the top. So that egg will actually float to the top. I'll take it out, and if I've got time, what I'll do is I'll take all the eggs out, put it into a bowl, and then just before I'm ready to serve it, I'll slide all of those eggs back into some nearly boiled water. And what actually happens there is you create a casing around the yolk, and so then. You've almost you can you know how you get those poached eggs sometimes that you can actually um, <laughs> separate the yolk from the white. Have you seen that before? So we can see that uh, Damien right. is master chef um, here <laughs> on poached eggs, so and I, uh, I for just, those of us who. For those of us who just want to make a quick lunch, uh, we just put the eggs in, and then when it's done, we put it out. So (laughs) let's move to dinner before we run out of time. The the key point there is to know when your yolk is done, or so when your white is cooked through, it will float, and that's what you want to know. So as soon as the egg comes to the top, comes to the surface, within the next 10 or 15 seconds, that egg is totally properly cooked all the way through. That's what you need to know. All right, there you go. And the egg's running still. So let's move to dinner. We got about five minutes left, and so Brett, what would you do for dinner? What's some of some really simple, easy recipes that uh, you could recommend for you know families? Really simple ones. The ones I use a lot is a roast. is super simple. Like roast sounds hard, and before you sort of started doing roast, you always think it's going to be hard, but it's so easy. Just bung a roast in the oven, put some veggies in there, and roast away is great. But a couple of recipes I like to use that are sort of uh, I guess paleo converged, converted recipes. Uh, one is sweet potato chips. I do those all the time. So I actually got the recipe for doing this off of Oprah Winfrey when I was about 15 years old. <laughs> I was like at home watching daytime TV. She came on and said, this is how you do oven-baked chips. And in those days, they were potato chips. Um, and it's so simple that all you do is you slice it up. I do sweet potatoes, slice it up into little, you know, regular sort of chips, or regular fries, whatever you want to call them. You sprinkle on top of that some paprika. You sprinkle on top of that some pepper and some salt. And then you mix it all around, and and some oil, a little bit of coconut oil there, just to help them sort of stick together. You you mix it all around, and then you lay them out onto an oven tray. Lay them out so that they're not touching. So that's a little bit fiddly, but you lay them out so that they're not touching. You put them into the oven really hot, like 220, 240 degrees on a fan-forced oven for about 10 minutes. You turn them over, slide them back in, do another five minutes. I do this on a baking tray so they don't stick and it's easy to turn. Another five minutes until they're kind of, they're starting to go a little bit dark on the outside. They're getting a bit crispy. 
pull them out, and the kids will absolutely love them. That mm. is so easy. I noticed um, that you didn't say spray olive oil or canola oil on them. No, uh, <laughs> spray olive oil or canola oil. We definitely did not. A little Just, bit of coconut oil was great. It looks beautifully. Yeah, and that's the other a one I like recipe. The other one I like to do that's so easy is cauliflower mash. My Ooh. kids are absolutely obsessed with bangers and mash at the moment. So I go to the butcher, I get some really nice uh, grass-fed free-range meats which have uh, these awesome sausages. Even sometimes I get some of the offal sausages which are part offal, part uh, beef. And they're actually, they, they sound kind of gross, but they actually taste pretty darn good. And so we'll have some of those and we do cauliflower mash which is simply you get the cauliflower, you steam it till it's nice and soft, not too soft. You then just blend it, put in a little bit of coconut milk, put in a little bit of salt and pepper until you get just the consistency you want. If you want it more runny, you put in more coconut milk. If you like it a bit more solid, you put in less coconut milk. And you blend it all together and coconut mash, bang, once again, seconds to do that recipe. Well, maybe not seconds, you've got to boil the water and <laughs> but steam it, but it's so quick. It's you're, such a, you're such an exaggerator. <laughs> so, Damien, I'd love to know, you got a couple of minutes, share us with... Share us with their listeners, are a ten-minute meal, one ten-minute dinner meal. Yeah. Well, uh, where do I start? Uh, no, here's, here's the thing for me, right? I'm actually a little bit. Uh, it sounds boring, but I that salad that I created before that I was told you about that I created before. That's actually one of my favourite things to make, and I do it the best, you know, in my house. So I often get asked to create that meal. Um, often I will do. Um, just a, a lamb rack, and I'll do that in the Weber. So what I do with my lamb rack is I'll get my rack of lamb, um, I'll rub it with some coconut uh, oil, I'll also rub it with some salt and some lemon juice, and just rub it, kind of massage into the flesh, and uh, and then I'll pop it in a, in, a, in a pan and whack it in the Weber, and have it in the Weber in about 180 degrees for about 15 to 20 minutes. And it just sizzles away and just does its stuff, and, and you, never burn, you never get it wrong in the Weber. Uh, and so I'll do that. I love having mashy peas. I don't know about you guys, but I love mashy peas. So we'll, um, I'll boil up some water, chuck in. I use frozen peas, boys. Sorry, it's just a convenient thing. I don't, I don't go and shell all my peas. Um, so I just chuck some uh, frozen peas into that. I'll steam up a little bit of, uh, you know, this is simple. Steam up some vegetables um, and my veggies, which could be broccoli and some sweet potato or pumpkin. Uh, we'll just be on the side, just in little bits, but I'll make mashy peas. And so my mashy peas have got my grass-fed butter. Uh, well, the butter's not grass-fed, but the cows have actually made the butter is grass-fed. Uh, and so I'll, I'll mash all that up. And, uh, and I, of course, I'm going to add a little bit of salt to that, Himalayan rock salt, and then mush up my peas. And I'll serve up my mushy peas with my quinoa. Oh, sorry, not my quinoa, my, um, what was it called, kumara, sweet potato, and, uh, and, and broccoli um, with my beautiful rack of lamb. And it's there. Jackson will just hoover that down. He loves it to bits. But I do make that salad that I spoke of before. That salad is pretty good. I've had it uh, many times. And, you know, the same thing with the rack of lamb. It's just, you know, you can do that with the chicken, right? You grab a whole chicken, yeah. you know. For, um, massage it. Just massage it with some salt and, and put a – you know, we put a lemon in it um, to yeah. kind of get that moisture. You put it in the oven or slow roast. It's just it's just perfect and it just keeps that moist. And, so you know, you can do that with most meat. And that's where people kind of look at that, even me, because I don't really – do most of the cooking in my household um karen does and you know, oftentimes she's like oh that's just really hard like what you said brett about you know the, the um the the roast right. it seems so hard but it's just a bit of oil it's a bit of coconut oil a bit of salt seasoning and you just put it in What's the oven and uh and What's just put it in there and it's it's just like what we said about the smoothie right from the beginning it's about trial and error and uh, you know just because you make it one time that's not as good to just 
change it, just change it a little bit. And one seasoning could really make the massive difference. So you don't have to be master chefs on everything you do, but, um, you know, you can make tasty meals for every single meal and be healthy for it. So I hope you guys enjoy this particular podcast. Uh, join us on Facebook and love to hear your five, 10 minute recipes. Um, you know, probably not as much detail as what Damien did with the poached eggs, but, uh, we'll just, you know, keep it, <laughs> keep it short and sweet on Facebook. Um, like oh, it there while you're there. I'm sure I gave you some. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell Damien whether or not he, uh, uh, he, yeah, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see what people say. Share this podcast with your friends and families, other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Give us a five star rating and leave a comment there too, as well. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.